Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I am back, okay? When I've recorded part one of this word, that, um, the day, I think it was the day after, um, or maybe it was that same day, I can't remember you, I had got sick, right? And when I tell you that, like, my body was so hot, I had chills. I my body was so sore. I had this pounding headache, but the Lord brought me through it. Do you hear me? I had congestion, but the Lord brought me through it. He he showed me once again who he is. He showed me that he is a healer. He showed me that his word is so when he says you are healed. And I need to I wanted to bring this real quick. Before we get into the word, the Lord says you are healed, healed. That means it's all you're already healed because he says, by my stripes, you are healed. A.D. is the past tense, correct? Which means you've already been healed. Do you receive it? Will you walk into this healing that the Lord is speaking over your life in the name of Jesus? You are healed. It's not a, oh, I'm waiting for the Lord to heal me. No, you are healed. You are whole. Hallelujah. In Christ, you have all that you need. God's word is so. Family, that night, I was crying out to the Lord just to ease my headache because my head hurt so bad. And all the Lord kept on bringing to me first, all he kept on bringing to me was Peter's mom. Remember when um, the Lord walked in and Peter's mom had a fever and she got up after the Lord touched her. He gave her one touch and she, the, the fever broke and she just began to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord just kept on bringing that to me. And it was just a, a knowing I have to trust him. He said, in the morning, you will be fine. You will be okay. But it was about trusting him. It was about the Lord. He was, he was doing something in my life. I believe the Lord was purging me. Hallelujah. In in that moment. Hallelujah. You get what I'm saying? That's why I believe because the Lord said he purging his people. So I think it's not strange when these fiery trials and stuff happen because I know what the word of God says when he says that he's purging his people and I had to trust him. I have to trust the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understandings. Yes, it was uncomfortable to be in that predicament, but I still trusted God. I didn't sit there and blame him. Like, how could you let this happen to me? Oh, I've been doing this for you. I've been doing that for you. No, I vow to serve him. I am his servant. Do you hear me? I will serve him in any way that he says because I am his servant. Do you hear me? And I'm speaking to somebody right now. You are his servant. You can serve the Lord and get pain and suffering. And you can serve the Lord when you're reigning. Hallelujah. But it's all about serving him. The Lord ain't never say, um, oh, yeah, you only can serve me in the good. He never said that. He never said that. He says, when he said, Peter, Peter, Satan has asked to sift each and every one of you as wheat. You get what I'm saying? So the Lord knows that the enemy is trying to sift each and everyone's as wheat. But he says, once you have repented, go and strengthen your brothers and sisters. And that's what I am doing today. I am coming in to strengthen you. And knowing that God is who he says he is, family. 
Let me tell you something. That night I was weak, but now I am strong. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. Family, I just, all I could do that night was sing praises to the Lord because I was thinking about Paul and Silas. I was laying in my bed in the dark because I had one of them headaches where like the light just intensified it. And I was just thinking about how Paul and Silas was sitting in uh, sitting in jail and how they began to um, praise the Lord and sing hymns. And I was just in my room singing hymns, y'all, until my kids walked in, right? My kids had walked in. <laughs> it was like, I was in the bathroom when I was praising that time. And my kids just was looking at me like, is she all right? Like, do we need to, to, to call somebody and tell them that she need help? But I had to let them know praise is what I do. I don't shrink back in fear when I go through fiery trials, but praise is what I do. It's what I was built to do. That's what I go run to. I run to praising the Lord because that's what I do. The weapons will form, but I'm not going to be stuck at the weapons will form. I'm about to tell the enemy, but it shall not prosper. Hallelujah. One thing the Lord had told me before. And I want to tell you this because I'm no different from you. The enemy runs at the sound of your voice. Did you know that? Did you know that the enemy runs at the sound of your voice? I'm about to um take you to it. It's Isaiah. Family, we're going to get to Hosea in a minute. It's Isaiah. But I just feel like I feel led to start right here and, and speak to somebody. Isaiah 33. And verse three, the enemy runs at the sound of your voice. When you stand up, the nations flee. And you know how I know that the Lord was speaking to my spirit? Because I kept on going everywhere and seeing three, three, three. I would ride past gas stations, see 333. I would ride past a building. The address would be 333. And I just was like, Lord, like, how... How, 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 like, what is this three, three, three about? Because I keep on seeing it. And the Lord, he spoke to me. He said, go to Isaiah 33 and three. And when I began to read it, he said, that, that's the, that's the, the weight that you carry within you. You carry this within you because I dwell in you. Do you hear me? So when you open your mouth, the enemy has no choice to flee. Do you hear me? When you open your mouth, the enemy has no choice to flee because the word of God is so. The enemy runs at the sound of your voice. You got to lift your, your your voice up and praise him no matter the circumstance. Who Jesus. See, it's this song. I forget. I think it is called Praise is What I Do. But that's the song I was singing that night because praise is what I do. Okay. When I want to get close to you, I just lift my hands and praise. I think that's how it go. I think so. And he was like, no, my circumstance doesn't even stand a chance. You got to know that your circumstance doesn't even stand a chance. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Whatever arrow the enemy is trying to throw at your mind, you have to know that it does not stand a chance against the weight of God. Do you hear me? It didn't feel good that night for me. It did not feel good. But I knew one thing. My God is good. So if he allowed this to happen, it's happening for a purpose. It's happening for the greater part of me. Do you hear me? And it's the same with you. Though this circumstance feels uncomfortable, I need you to understand that God has to move you out of your comfort zone to shift you into what he is doing in your life. Do you hear me? You have to trust that he is guiding you. You have to trust that he is not going to abandon you. You have to know that you are not an orphan. Do you understand that? You are not an orphan, but the enemy will make you feel like you are an orphan. Do you hear me? 
a while back, this girl, um, she started breaking down the, the spirit of an orphan and the characteristics. Hallelujah. And I, and I, I really... Because I, I, if I could find a video, I would link it down at the bottom. Because it, it was a breakthrough, okay? It was a breakthrough for me, okay? It was a breakthrough for me in that moment. But I um, follow the leading of the Spirit. Test, test my spirit by the Spirit, okay? And ask the Lord to reveal the orphan spirit to you. So, and rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Do you hear me? Rebuke it because you are not an orphan. You are not alone. Do you hear me? You are not alone in this world. You're not. God is within you. Do you hear me? God is within you. And I need you to know something else. It's just a knowing that you have. It's just a knowing. Let me tell you something about my life, right? Sometimes the Lord will pull up on me on, on them suddenly moments. He'll just pull up on me. And it's a knowing in my spirit that I know that God is standing before me. It's just a knowing that I have that I just know he's right there. I just know that when I'm speaking to him, he's right there. I could feel it. Hallelujah. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a knowing that I have. It's just that I know and he begins to speak to me and I begin to answer because it's a knowing that you just have. You get what I'm saying? God has built your innermost innermost being. He knows you. It's things that he placed in you. It's ways that he communicates to you. You just have to ask him to, to show it to you. You have to ask him for the wisdom, understanding, and the knowledge. Hallelujah. And I wanted to um, take you to a scripture real quick. Hold on. Um... John 14. Let's go to John 14. Let's go down to verse 18. No, it says, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Who, Jesus? He says, no, I will not abandon you as an orphan. He says, I'm not going to leave you. You are mine. He did not send you into this world for you to, for you to have to figure things out by yourself. He says, I will not abandon you as an orphan. But I will come to you. It's about receiving the Lord. Hold on, y'all. <coughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. It's about receiving the Lord, y'all. It's about receiving him and trusting him and knowing that he got you. I want to read you my Bible verse today because it blessed me for my Bible verse today. It says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. That's Psalms 32 verse 8. He says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. He will guide you along the best pathway for your life. For your life. Do you hear me? For your life. I will advise you and watch over you. I will advise you. He will speak to you. He will tell you how to do things. He will watch over you. But will you allow him? Will you take your hands off of everything and surrender to God? Will you hold your hands up and surrender to him? Will you do that? Right? So I was driving the other day. 
I was taking my son to get a haircut. And um, the Lord was just speaking to me while I was while I was driving, right? And I'm going to read you the first thing that he said. Uh, he revealed to me, right? This is what he revealed to me. And I give God the glory. When I stopped trying to be somebody else, I had time to be myself. When, and then um, this is the question that the Lord it told me to ask you. When are you going to get tired of listening to the wrong voice? When are you going to be tired of pleasing people and putting yourself last? You can't have two masters. You cannot have two masters. When are you going to get tired of people pleasing? When are you going to get tired of putting yourself last? If you don't put yourself first, how can you set the boundary up to show people how you'll be treated? If people see that you put yourself last, they'll think it's okay to put you last too. But you got to understand, right? The Lord will teach you how to carry yourself and how to love yourself, right? And once you do that, people have no choice but to treat you that way. The people that don't, they will exit stage left, okay? They got to leave. But it's a boundary that you have to set up with people to let them know you can't come but this far. You cannot, you cannot cross over this line. You can't. Because, see, I got a boundary set. It's okay. It's healthy to set boundaries. I'm not saying to put a wall up because you're blocking people when you put a wall up, okay? Because you don't know what the Lord got planned for you. But a boundary, a boundary will protect you and it will still let people have a certain closeness with you. You get what I'm saying? But let me tell you something about setting up boundaries. There's no room to be a people pleaser when you have boundaries. Okay? And I need to tell you another thing about pleasing people, right? When you are pleasing people, it's a it's a job that's just never going to have an end. Because you can never please humans. You just can't. We change too much. We change from day to day, hour to hour. Some change from second to second. Do you get what I'm saying? There's just no way to please people. But the one the one person you should be try- aiming to please daily is Jesus Christ. The person who's died for you is Jesus Christ. You should have your mind so focused on loving God, serving him and pleasing him. You don't got time for people because you can't have two masters. And family, I used to be a people pleaser. I did. I didn't used to like when people would get upset or when people would get angry. I didn't like saying no. I used to go, like, if I didn't want to go somewhere, but I would say, okay, I'll go. But I didn't really want to go. Or if, like, just, just, I was just a people pleaser in a way. I was. And the Lord had to show me that about myself. Like, why, why do you care so much about what people think? Don't you think people's opinion of you always is going to change don't you know that don't you know that their opinion of you will always change and some people aren't meant to see what i've placed in you so they're always going to be looking at you with blind eyes so if you're looking at me with blind eyes i you can't even see me so why am i trying to please you you're blind you can't see me you only think you think i'm 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 not the daughter of the king you don't understand the weight that i carry and another thing that the lord had brought into my spirit because i was talking to him about certain things and 
you gotta understand, right, ladies? This is this is for the ladies right here, okay? <laughs> and sometimes a man will be jealous at you about just being a woman. You could be just doing what a woman is supposed to do, and he will still be jealous of that because he's not being the man he is supposed to be. So he's just jealous of you being a woman. You get what I'm saying? You doing what you're supposed to do, and it's an intimidation there because he's not doing what he's supposed to do. So you know what he does? He tries to bring you down to how he feels. He tries to drag you into the pit with him. But when are you going to get tired of being dragged down into that pit? When are you going to get tired of not feeling peace? When are you going to be tired of feeling like you just always need to stay busy to keep your mind off of things? When are you going to let God show you who he is and remove that situation out of your life? When are you going to do these things? When are you going to get tired of listening to the wrong voice? The voice that will tell you you'll never amount to nothing. That voice that is still fearing your heart. Well, you know, if you do this, this could happen. When are you going to get tired of listening to that voice, but instead trust God? When are you going to do that? You know, are you going to get to a point where you're just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to go into seclusion with my father. I'm going to learn what God has said about me. I want to know this agape love I've heard about. I want to know God as Abba. I want to know him as father. When are you going to say those things? Are you going to keep running to the wrong things? Because let me tell you something. All you're looking for is the love of God. You feel so lonely and helpless and feel like you need somebody to fill that void because you haven't received the fullness of the father. Because once you receive the fullness of the father... You're just certain things that you letting fly right now just ain't gonna fly no more. It's just not going to. And that's something that I had to come to about myself because I I was looking for him in all the wrong places. But his word is so because he left the flock. He left the ninety nine and he came and got me. <clears throat> sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. I had to look off. Listen, it was it was the year, okay? But uh <laughs> I, I, he left the flock to come and get me. And I'm so thankful that God did that for me, you know? And that's how I know he will do it for you. That's how I know what I'm saying to you is so. Those situations, those situations you put yourself in is going to fill that void that you have missing. I'm telling you now, alcohol is not going to fill it. Drugs is not going to fill it relationships is not going to feel it. Sex is not going to forgive. I said forgive. Feel it. Eating's not going to feel it. The only, the only way that those voids can be filled is by Jesus. Family, I told you before, I was, I was, I was trying to fill the void, but I was going about it so wrong. So now I'm here to strengthen you. It's okay to be by yourself. You know? It's okay. 
Because, you know, society conditions us to think that you need to be married and have the white picket fence and and the, 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 the Labrador and the children. But God says, for I know the plans that I have for you. For I know the plans I have for you. Excuse me. Plans to give you a hope and a future. You know. We just read in Psalms 32 verse 8. The Lord says I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. It's about your life. For your life. Not for what you see in such and such a so and so's life. Not what you see with the with, with the girl's life that that um that you be watching on social media. Not about that. Because let me tell you something, right? A lot of people um fake it until they make it, you know? A lot of people will try to make you seem like they're happy, but those are the most miserable ones, you know? Because it's hard work trying to act like you happy and inside you just depressed and defiled. Ask me how I know. You can try to dress up the outward to make it look like your inward good, but God looks at man's heart and God will reveal your heart. He know the truth. That's the one person you can't run from. You could try to put on your makeup. You could try to get your weave laid. You could get you the best cute little outfit. You could have the accessories and all that. The, but the one that really knows you knows the truth. And if you admit to the truth, it will set you free. I suggest people really just go spend time with the Father. Do it. Like, really spend time with Jesus. Really spend time with him. Let him talk to you. Allow him to love on you. He doesn't want his children to be broken and hurt. He doesn't want that. He says, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly, to have life more abundant. Trust him. It, it, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. The Lord will tell you to do stuff and it will not make sense. But trust him. It's not supposed to make sense to you. Everything doesn't make sense to you. Everything doesn't make sense to me. But trust him. It's about will you trust me? Even when that situation doesn't go your way. Will you trust me? Or will you give up on me? Says the Lord. Will you still trust me? If it doesn't go the way you thought it should have went. Will you still trust me? Or will you give up? Will you hold on to me? Will you press the crowd to touch my garment? Hallelujah. Will you press the crowd? Will you know I just need one touch? Will you praise him? Will you praise him? Family, in in situations that I be put in, I've had to learn to praise the Lord. I've had to learn. I I went about it the human way. I stressed, worried, got anxiety. I did those things. But I know when I praise the Lord and I say, Lord, take this yoke 
You said come to you with who all who have heavy burdens. This burden is heavy, Father. Take it in the name of Jesus. And watch him do it. <laughs> watch him do it. Just trust them, all right? Family, I'm going to do um part two to Hosea on the next episode. Because I just feel like this is just... I, look, the Holy Spirit, we be going in one way. And then the Holy Spirit take me another way. But I want I feel like you just need to chew on this, right? Just chew on this. Take this word back to the Lord and test the spirit. Ask the Lord to reveal to you what truth you need to hear out of this. Ask him to give you eyes that see and ears that hear, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Ask him to do those things, okay? I love y'all so, so, so much, family. Lord, is there anything else you want to say to your people before we close out? Okay. So, okay, when we, because I just heard the Lord told me to talk about the mighty windstorm. So, at the end of Hosea 4, I believe it was verse 19. Let's go real quick. Let's go down to verse 19. So a mighty wind will sweep them all away. Their sacrifice to idols will bring them shame. And I think another thing that the Lord had told me a few days ago. It says, he said, the Lord is blowing idols down in this strong wind. You need Jesus on your boat to calm the winds and waves. Family, um, if you feel led, go back to, it's a word um, that I did that said a mighty windstorm is coming. I encourage you to go listen to that. But if you read in Genesis chapter 1, right? Genesis chapter, not chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 7. I'm reading to you at the KJV. It says... And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed his into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living soul. The Lord is getting ready to blow his breath on his bride, on his church, on his people. Okay? And this wind is, is, is going to strengthen you. This wind is going to give you a supernatural strength. Okay? It's going to be a suddenly, but in this wind will come judgment for the wicked. Okay. Remember we just said the wicked is running out of time. If you know somebody that needs to repent and give their life to Jesus, don't think you got to know the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelations to tell somebody about Jesus. Begin to go over your life with somebody and tell them how he still brought you through. You get what I'm saying? In the world, so many times I could have lost my life, but God said it wasn't so. It was so many times I put myself in predicaments where things could have happened to me, 
But God said it wasn't so. Pray with a person. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart to pray with that person. Okay? Because the Lord says, I'm coming soon. And I'm bringing my reward with me. He is repaying each person for what they have done. So if you are been sowing wickedness, he's repaying the wicked with, with, with their wickedness. If you have been sowing righteousness, then you will have a righteous reward. But don't let it stop there. Don't, it, don't just worry about you. Jesus said, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. It's about his people. Yes, he loves you. But now go strengthen your brothers and sisters. Now go feed his sheep. Okay? Lord, is there anything? Hallelujah. Just know that once these idols blow down in this windstorm, a lot of people are going to be naked and exposed because that's what the light does. It exposes your nakedness. It exposes your vulnerability. Are you going to be ashamed when the light comes? Or are you going to go to it? Oh, Jesus, that is a Bible verse. Hold on. Hold on. Um, um, let's go to Matthew five. Let's go to verse 16. Hold on. Let's go to verse 14. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one puts a light on a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. You are the light. This isn't just the only one I wanted to read, but you are the light. You got, remember, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, girl. Let it shine, okay? That little light of yours, you better let it shine. Okay? And you got a big light. It ain't just little. I'm just going with the song. You got a big light because you got a big God. When you walk into the room, you have the power to shift the atmosphere. Remember that's within you. Remember that demons have to flee at the sound of your voice because of who's within you. 
Family, if you don't learn nothing else at within her beauty, you're going to learn about the within, okay? Because that's what it is. It's the Holy Spirit that's within us. It's the God that's in us. It's the Jesus that dwells in us. Do you hear me? That's what it's about. Hallelujah. Let's go to, um, let's go to John chapter 1. Um, hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Hold up. Okay. Let's go to, um, let's start at verse four at John chapter one, verse four. The word gave life to everything that, that was created and his life brought light to everyone. Hallelujah. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Hallelujah. If you go down. Hold on. Hold on. Let's go down to verse 14. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. Hallelujah. Hold on. You have to know, right? <clears throat> Hold on. I'm sorry, family. I'm sorry, fam. Listen, fam. I know I'm like saying listen and I'm saying hold on. I'm sorry because I, I was regrouping myself in the name of Jesus. You just have to know that your words give life to what you say. How you speak about yourself, how you speak about other people, how you speak about your children. Those words give life. Okay? You can either bring light into that situation or you can bring darkness into that situation. But you can't have both. You, you're fighting this battle wrong. Because, yes, there is power in your words. Yes, words hurt. Remember that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones? But name calling will never hurt me. That is a lie because that's just a lie because words hurt. Words create things. You have the power of life and death in your tongue. So there's no ways that word. There's no way that words can't hurt. But you got to learn how to fight your battles in the spirit. You got to learn how to fight your battles in the spirit. Ask me how I know. 
But if the Lord can teach me and show me how to do things in my life, I know he will do it for you. Go ask him. Say, Lord, teach me how to fight these battles in the right way. Teach me how to fight my battle in the spirit. And sit back and know that he is God, okay? (laughs) So, family, it's time for real. I love you so, 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 so much. Let's stay this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.